Hello, and welcome to episode 188 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today uh, we are going going to the, the garage and uh, talking mechanics. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a, a quick tune-up on the mechanics of Dominaria United. Yes, on, on uh, Robocarn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had the stream. Was it the stream? Yeah. This um, past week? Mm-hmm. Where they kind of laid out the uh, the future and kind of what this set was going to be about. And then there was an accompanying article about mechanics. So before we do our set review episode, we like to cover the mechanics separately. Because that episode uh, tends to go long. So we figure we'll cover the mechanics now. Get those out of the way. That way we can just send you back to this episode when we start talking about actual yeah. cards. So if you want to get at us, uh, thankfully our like dry spell of uh, content is kind of uh, over now. And, uh, but if you have any questions for us, anything you want us to talk about, you can reach out to us and interact with us on social media. All that stuff is in the link below. I'm trying to be a little more active on Twitter. So, <laughs> Yeah, speaking to... of dry spell being over, we were just talking in the pre-show. There's like, would you say five, five sets coming out in the next eight months? Yeah, five sets between... Dominaria United and Spring. There are five yeah. sets. Two it's fall, crazy. one winter, two spring. Yeah. Crazy. Plus whatever supplemental products, right? Yeah, which we know it's like Dominaria Remastered, which looks interesting. Yeah. And uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Isn't Lord of the Rings oh. spring or summer? Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe that's what's happening in the summer. Maybe like, you know... Yeah. Bilbo will like take the one ring and like be the best one drop ever or something. Yeah. We'll get some new swords. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Glamdring. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you guys want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. Uh, the first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, follow that link do whatever shopping you're going to do and you'll help support the show. We'll get a percentage of whatever you purchase. Um, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual Patrons get access to our show notes. Uh, they get to listen to us ramble for about an hour for our pre-show. That's always a good time. And you get put on my mailing list, which I need to get out this weekend. I, it is on my list of things to do. Um, so sign up for Patreon, chip a couple bucks in, and you get access to all that cool stuff. Awesome. Um, we do have our tournament this weekend. Uh, when this goes live, it'll be like a day or two from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you check that out. Saturday, August 27th, 8 p.m. East Coast time. It's Pauper Brawl. I thought or, it was. I'm sorry. Not, it's Peasant or uh, Artisan Brawl. Artisan Brawl. So it's there commons and uncommons. I don't know why I wrote Pauper. I'll uh, fix that. Brad, Brad's rubbing off on you. Yeah, probably. Uh, Artisan Brawl. So commons and uncommons. Uh, head on over to mtgmelee.com. You can find Casual Tryhard MTG on there. And uh, it's the only tournament active. So go sign up. Yeah. You guys can't let me win another mm-hmm. event un- uh, uncontested. You guys got to <laughs> come at me. Because yep. I'm, on, I'm on a win streak right now. No one, I was the only one who signed up for the last one. So you got you to gotta take <laughs> me down a bit. You can't give me two in a row. You got the buy and then won the tournament. Exactly. <laughs> went to, went to pairings after went to standings after round one and I was on top. That's right. Easy baby GGs. Yep yep. Uh, so, <clears throat> Dominaria United mechanics. We have like a mix of old and new. Yeah. Um, and. Some of them just were like kind of like, eh. Let's come up with the worst mechanic possible. Uh, <laughs> but um, let's go through here. So the first mechanic is enlist. Mm-hmm. So this is as a creature with enlist attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness, and if you do, its power. Uh, add its power to the uh, creature. This creature's power. So if you attack with a two-two, and you have a, another two-two that could attack, mm-hmm. you can tap the non-attacking two-two if it's not summoning sick, right. and uh, thus the it could attack and give your 
uh, attacking 2 2 plus 2 plus 0. Yep. Um, notably, it has to be a non attacking creature. So mm-hmm. this does not work with vigilance. Something yes. can't be attacking with vigilance and then also tap for enlist. And like you said, can't be summoning sick either. So so I understand why they didn't want it to be summoning sick creatures because then you just kind of end up with like the pseudo haste and white. Yeah, or it's I was going to say it's kind of like the vehicle problem yeah. where when you have a vehicle that can crew your creature or that your creature can crew, it effectively gives all of your creatures haste. Right. And if it was just, if you could go two drop with the lit enlist into three drop attack and enlist the three drop, mm-hmm. like you're attacking for five on turn three with a two drop. Yeah. And like, that's not fun. Right. Uh, for the person who's taking 50 bajillion. Um, I worry that, like, it's just not good enough for, like, anything, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this kind of seems like a limited mechanic. And I don't even know if Um, it's a good limited mechanic. I don't know. I mean, it incentivizes attacking, right? Like, it might as well not even exist if you're not attacking. So, that is usually a red flag for, like, this is an aggressive format. Yeah. But... It's also a thing where, like, you're putting all of your eggs in, like, one basket, right? Well, I mean, yes and no. You're you're committing your resources to one basket, but you're not putting those eggs at risk. Yeah, you're like, not, you're not going to lose your guy in combat. I mean, you're probably going to lose the, the guy that's in being enlisted, but... Yeah, that's doing the enlisting. Doing the enlisting, yeah. Th- this does, I think, this for, this plays well with um, pump spells. End evasion. Yeah. Like, I think, like, there's there was one common, uh, or maybe it was an uncommon flyer that had enlist, and it was like a four mana 2-2 mm-hmm. with enlist. And it doesn't feel particularly, like, reading that stat line, I was like, oh, that's, like, awful. But yeah. here it is. Three and a white for an uncommon flyer. It's a 2-2 within list. And, mm-hmm. like, that sounds pretty bad. But, yeah. right, like, if you can take your 4-4 four, four ground creature and give yourself a 6-2 flyer. Yeah. Like, that is pretty powerful. You know what it, the other thing I just thought of was, um, weren't there a bunch of, like, walls that were spoiled. Yes, there's definitely going to be a like Defenders Matter deck. And like defenders play well with enlist, right? Because walls are usually undercosted because they can't attack. So yeah. if you get this blight pile here is a two mana three three with defender mm-hmm. with like an activated ability that kind of matters later in the game. Yeah. But if you play like a one or I don't know, like a one drop with enlist or whatever, and then go or I guess that doesn't work, but anyway, this would be a good thing to enlist because it can't attack by itself anyway. Yeah. So, on one hand, I think that it it is a, it is a mechanic that's going to encourage attacking, mm-hmm. but it feels like since you're not getting any toughness, right? right. Like you're you're setting up situations where your two two still trades with their two two, or yeah. like. You know, th- I guess the good situations are when they have a a two four, and you mm-hmm. have two two twos, and you're like, "Well, I'll attack with one and like enlist the other." So now I, I can trade two my two two for your four two. Yeah. So and like the enlist mechanic, I think just puts a beating on the walls deck. Mm-hmm. When the walls, if when the walls are, you know, the traditional like I'm an O three wall. Right. I'm an 04 wall, and it's like, great, like, I'm a 6 2, or I'm a 6 yeah. 1, or whatever. And so, like, then that gives you a way to punch through the walls. Mm-hmm. I think also, like, instant speed combat tricks are going to just be like a beating. Oh, yeah. Right? Because like, you're going to be like, well, lightning I... strike was spoiled, right? Are we getting lightning strike? Well, you're getting lightning strike. Well, I guess I'm thinking two ways, right? So, 
on the removal side, lightning strike and any kind of instant speed removal is bad when you're like, I'm going to take, I'm not going to attack with two creatures. I'm going to enlist one. And then like your like creature gets killed, but right. Like a bunch of tempo. Yeah. You lose a bunch of tempo, but then on the flip side, if you're like, well, I guess I have to block, uh, their creature with mine and trade them. Then mm-hmm. they have like there's a one mana plus two plus two, mm-hmm. and a that uh, also has kicker, and then a two mana plus three plus three that kicks the plus four plus four I do believe. Um. So yeah, it's plus three plus three, and then it kicks to plus four plus four, trample and haste. I I want to do it when I'm in combat, so the haste doesn't matter, but. Right, your, your opponent attacks you with an enlist creature, and you're like, well, I guess I have to block here. I can't take four or five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they block, you block, and then they have pump spell for you. Yeah. So, like, you know, I think that it's going to play well with pump spells. Things are going to pump toughness because you've already taken care of the power. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like there's going to be times where, you're like, your cards just don't really have text. Yeah. Like there's a um, rare, there's a rare that's a two drop and it's like well it doesn't have text on turn three, yeah, it doesn't have text until turn four, it's like uh, yeah. is that good? Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought of is I know like in these Dominaria sets they like to do callbacks to mm-hmm. like previous visits to the plane or old mechanics or something. Is this? I mean, it's kind of like half banding, right? Is this like a way for them to fix banding? Where like people can actually understand what the mechanic does? Yeah, so... I mean, not that banding was super hard, but you like... Banding, you would attack like as a group. Things would band Mm. together. And then when they would block, basically you as the attacker got to assign how the damage was assigned to the group. So they all kind of dealt their damage, but you could be like, oh, well, I'll put one here, two here, and one here, and then nothing dies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where, like, you have your, your creatures working together mm-hmm. without the, you know, misery of, like, having to, like, spread damage around. Like, that could be, right. that could be a, like, a fixed banding. That could be a good way to look at it. I hadn't thought of it that way. So... Um, I always bring up like uh, you know, the attack mechanic that does nothing unless you attack, usually right. means they're trying to be aggressive. But mm-hmm. if this mechanic misses, this set is going to be like a dream of just like turn seven play giant things like draw cards <laughs> like just awesomeness. Yeah, and I, I I have a feeling this mechanic might miss so. I'm... Well, I mean, the mechanic might miss, but just kind of skimming through some of the spoilers, there's a, not to get into too many specific cards, but it seems like there's a plenty of stuff that's incentivizing attacking and, mm-hmm. you know, being a little bit more aggressive as opposed to going bigger. Oh. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you never really know till the whole set's spoiled and you start playing with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's up next? Read ahead. This is kind of feels like they phoned this one in. Um, it's a mechanic for a mechanic. Um, I guess sagas are evergreen now, mm-hmm. meaning they can use them whenever, wherever, all the time. So all we have time. sagas again. Yeah. And there's read ahead kind of modifies the saga. So. It let read ahead lets you start on any chapter on the saga. And then like but you can't ever go backwards. Yeah. So if you start on chapter two, next turn you go to chapter three and the saga would leave. Or you could start on chapter three and then the saga would leave. Or I guess you can start on chapter one and then it works like a regular saga. Mm-hmm. But it seems strange. So like there are some cards that the chapter three are is this like really big payoff and being able to jump ahead to that mm-hmm. is probably 
pretty impactful. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like, if you're going to jump to the third chapter, you'd have to think about, like, is the effect of the third chapter, like, worth me, worth the mana cost, right? Do right. I need the value before it? So there's, like, uh, oh, for those who don't know, I'm going to, I might reference some cards that were, uh, there was a, Wizards released the entire uh, set notes. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oopsie. So, like, every card has been spoiled. So I think it's like half the set. Well, half the set. A bunch of yeah. cards that have not been spoiled right. yet. But there's like one saga that's like three black black and chapter three is return a creature from the graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. So like okay, is this is this worth me just, do I just need zombify here? Mm-hmm. Or I guess what's the more recent one like Edgar's Awakening or whatever? Right. Do I just, is that the effect I need or do I have time to like go through multiple, the, the chapters before it mm-hmm. kind of deal. So it's like, Hey, is this worth it to jump ahead? Um, yeah, I think it like kind of, I mean, it's weird, but it also kind of fixes one of the problem with sagas where like sagas are very predictable. And if you're not doing something to back up the saga, like it can be easy for your opponent to play around. Like you play your saga and it does something and then your opponent's like, oh, I know what's happening next turn and the turn after. Let me change my game plan to accommodate for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas with read ahead, like you might you might have a read on whatever saga they're going to play, but you don't know what chapter they're going to yeah. they're gonna pick. I mean, could you imagine if like Fable of the Mirror Breaker, you could just right. play it and like go right to discard two, draw two? Yeah. Right, like that's the effect you often want from that card. Right. Um, so yeah, it gives you a little bit more play in that regard. But you are right. This this feels like Megamorph. Yeah. This feels like, well, what can we, we want to have sagas. And sagas went from this like innovative, neat thing. And I guess the first Dominaria. Mm-hmm. To now they're just like, oh man, we've used sagas all the time. Yeah. Uh, what's some way we can dress it up? Because we've had sagas in, I guess we had them in two back-to-back sets, so two out of the last five sets. Um, because there they're... were sagas in streets. No, so we had them in Kamigawa. We had them in Kamigawa, and we had them. We didn't have them in. in oh Estrad. wait, there. I guess there wasn't. I was. I don't know why I smushed Kama like. My timeline yeah. and put like uh, Keldheim. Yeah, we had Strixhaven, AFR, and uh, Innistrad in between Keldheim and. Yeah. So okay, it's a it's been a winter set thing, I guess. Yeah. I know it just feels like playing constructed like the um, Kamigawa. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, fate uh, sagas are just like I was just gonna say Kamigawa fables. <laughs> the Kamigawa sagas seem pretty omnipresent. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they kind of push the power level of them. They're most, there's a lot of them that are playable. Yeah, like a lot of them that are Machika's Reign of Truth and yeah. um, uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. And then you have Binding of the Old Gods, which shows up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I but, still run into the, uh, the Black and Red One Drop sagas pretty regularly, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Red, the red One shows up a lot and then uh hitsugu consumes all gets played in legacy yeah that's exciting yeah um imagine if you could skip right to the third chapter of that bad boy yeah or the like second, second chapter, I guess. yeah let's no, exile, exile their graveyard and then next yeah. turn you flip yeah uh but yeah this one just seems like well it does give some play of like okay what chapter should i sit on like can i do I have time to get the value or do I need this like, you know, air quotes ultimate? Mm-hmm. I know it it feels uninspired. Yeah. It's it's not as uh it's not like, oh hey man, like this is super exciting and interesting. Yeah. But, you know, some of their super exciting, interesting mechanics have been uh problematic. So maybe <laughs> I'll I'll take boring and not broken game. Yeah. Uh so speaking of old game, uh, this is an old mechanic mm-hmm. coming back. It's domain. 
Um, domain cares about how many different basic land types you have. Um, five basic land types, not six, right? Yeah, so um, wastes are basic lands, but they are not typed. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure of that when I was writing the show notes, and Brian looked it up for me. Yeah, so like an island will say like basic land island, mm-hmm. right? Waste just says basic land. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure. So only five. And yep. so domain is, uh, they give it like a name, but it is a mechanic that like, changes it's just like almost like domains almost like reminder text it's yeah, like kind of like hey i care about how many basic land types you have yeah now i'm going to tell you what i do based on the right. basic land types so it's some like of, a constellation yeah or um devotion yeah so some of them will like reduce costs mm-hmm. like there's some that are like oh hey like i cost one less to, to do my activated ability based on how many basic land types you have. Other ones, uh, one here is like, uh, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among mm-hmm. lands you control, and then put a card on top uh, and, and put the rest on the bottom. What's the uh, the old burn spell? Tribal Flames. Tribal Flames, yep. That's one in the red, deal domain, deal damage equal to the number of basic land types you control. Yep. Uh the the most famous tribal flames is the one passed for the most famous foil goyf. <laughs> and that almost came out as a sentence, but you know what I meant. Uh yeah. yeah, so this is interesting. Like for this to work in limited, they have to make sure you have ways to get lands. Right? You like have Evolving Wilds or Traveler's Amulet or um What's the uh, Pilgrim's Eye? Pilgrim's Eye. Yeah. yeah. You have to have some way to go get lands so that you can uh, have all the land types. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the cards, right, are not playable in like a two color deck. Right. Right. Like the it, effect that doesn't scale. Or I guess it scales really well. Like when it's one or two, they're not really worth it. And then like three, four, five, they're, they're so pretty worth it. There's a uh, a rare that's like a three one. And you mm-hmm. can give it like, uh, and when it attacks, a creature can't block if it has less power than it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has domain, it has an activated ability that's like six and a red, five and a red. And it costs one less for each land type you control. So, yeah. and it gives it plus two, plus two. So at one, that's really good. Mm-hmm. At five, it's awful and you can't play it. Right. Right. So like, you've got to find this happy medium of like, here it is. Yeah. It's reading five and a red. Right. So like, if you're activating this for one, awesome. If you're activating it for three, or like four or five, it's not good enough. Like mm. you're not gonna really do it. So they've got to have ways to make these rares like functional. Yeah. But domain is typically fun, and in a streets burnt me. But I think it's hard to have a domain set and have as many multicolored cards as we have in this set. Yeah. And just let your limited environment be like red, white aggro. True. Right. Like now streets of new Capena, we had a bunch of, uh, mechanics that seemed like it mattered, uh, that you got to do stuff. And then it was like, make disappear angel that taps your thing, kill you. Yeah. So sometimes they miss, but domain indicates maybe a slower format. Because mm-hmm. you've got to have time to build up your land types to get these things to work. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm just thinking back to previous domain cards, not necessarily ones that are, you know, going to be in this set, but like domain is typically kind of an aggressive mechanic. Like territorial Kavu and tribal flames, and like those are kind of aggressive mm-hmm. cards. 
They are. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just like you know, projecting what I would like to see, like a set that is not like not another like run you over set. Well, I mean, there are certainly domain cards that don't feel aggressive that have been spoiled already. Yeah. Um, I just kind of meant in the past. Yeah, this like is that's... true. I mean, they can be right. It's not that you just like, well, they want you to like have a bunch of turns to set up. Yeah. But, um, it, it is a, it is a mechanic that can be slower because it doesn't right. Like you're not getting the full benefit until you have five different lands, which takes yeah. at least five turns to get to. Right. But again, they, they oh you know what I bet you they do I bet you we get that um isn't like the you know how we usually get one of those like three drop enchantment green enchantments that like ramps or fixes your mm-hmm. mana isn't there one of those that like makes a land type a different land type I oh maybe or like maybe they have like a yeah like a uh, like a gift of paradise that's just like this land is all land types or this yeah. land gets an extra an additional land type of your choice. Yeah. Yeah, that could that could work. That could like allow this to work better. Um So did we do all of did we cover all of domain as you wished? Um yeah, I think so. It's Excellent. Kinda like we said, it's uh domain's kind of a blanket term for what it cares about and then the effect's gonna vary based on whatever the card does. Yeah. Kind of like our next mechanic. Yes. <laughs> kicker remember everything is just kicker everything's just kicker um we had kicker pretty recently Mm -hmm. uh car yes had kicker um so i don't think we need to super cover what kicker does because you guys probably already know what it does so additional cost to pay like when you play a card and then if you pay the cost you get an additional effect so the twist they've put on Kicker compared to uh, Zendikar Rising mm-hmm. is they've made they've done two things. One, they've made off-color Kicker costs, which I don't think we I had think, in Zendikar Rising. Or did yeah, we? I think so far that's all that we have are off-color Kicker costs. Mm-hmm. That might be just like the gimmick where they just do yeah. all off. So they're doing things that a spell is green, but the Kicker cost is white. Right. So, right, the you can play it in a green deck, but it is like maximized in a green white deck. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, cards that have two different kicker costs. Yep. So, you know, a, they have a red spell that has a white and a blue kicker cost. Mm-hmm. And the wording on these cards is if it was kicked once, it does thing. Yep. If it was kicked twice, it does another thing. Some right. of them it's the same thing twice, but other other cards do two different things if they're kicked yep. uh, twice. Depending on which mana. So this is, this is a callback to like, is it like Apocalypse? Like around then. With the Volvers? Is that what you're talking about? Um, Just like uh, there was a, was it Arctic, Arctic Merfolk? That like has two kicker costs or something. There are like a couple. Oh, there's there was a set an old set that had like off color kicker costs. Okay. Uh, but I do not. Maybe Arctic Merfolk is the wrong one. That isn't a Lauren creature. So I could have it mixed up in my head. Yeah, Arctic Merfolk. They used to play in a Lauren. Yeah. So that might that must not be it. But yeah. like there there were there's like uh like prophecy, apocalypse like that era, had like. Spells that had like, but they were like, if red was paid, used to pay the kicker cost to do this. If white mm-hmm. was paid, do this. This yeah. is if it was kicked with either color once, do the thing. If it was kicked both times, do this. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of a cross between like that set and multi kicker. Exactly. Yeah. Where like you had, where multi kicker, you could do it as many times as you could pay for. Mm-hmm. This is just like you you're you're topped out at two. Yeah. Ultimately, it's just kicker though. It is. It is just kicker. Yep. Um. 
Right. I mean, this plays really well, right? It gives your cards yeah. the things that we always want. Like, we want our cards to be flexible. Yeah. Didn't uh, P. Sully go on a whole rant about, like, how everything being kicker isn't a bad thing because kicker's, like, a good mechanic? Like, kicker's, like, the best mechanic? Yeah, I think that was one of his rants at one point was yeah. he was sick of people saying, oh, this is just kicker because, like, kicker's a good mechanic, so it's fine to fine to iterate on success. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the, the joke of everything is kicker is like, you know, you call it oh gosh, what were what were the uh like the defiant cycle, like collective defiance or the collective cycle, yeah. collective science escalate. Escalate. It's like you could have just called it kicker. Like we wouldn't yeah. have been mad. Like I think there's right. a lot of times where it's more just like, Yeah, we all know it's kicker. Mm-hmm. We're just cool with you calling it kicker. Yeah. Like I understand that you're but, trying to Basically, they're just flavor keywords like we had with AFR. Yeah. It's like, we understand that you're, like, trying to, like, tie it thematically to, like, whatever's going on in the world. But, like, just call it kicker. It's fine. Yeah. They make it so much easier to, like, explain to people, like, what's going on. You know, you know that kicker mechanic that you used two sets ago? Literally the same thing. (laughs) Okay, neat. Yeah. Yeah, Remember last set we had kicker? I guess what? We have kicker again. Um I mean, to that matter, like, exploit's just kicker also. It is. We just had exploit, too. Kicker, sacker, creature. Well, yep. I guess it's when that's when it comes into play. So it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, a little but, different. But effectively, you could you could template it that it was just kicker. Right. Um. So, again, another thing that gives me hope that games will, like, last past turn four or turn five, mm-hmm. right, is right. you can't have a bunch of cards that are, like, uh, three mana and a kicker cost of two if people aren't allowed to get to five mana. Correct. And so. like have fixed mana since the kickers are all off-color off mana too. Yeah. Um. So I think that, you know, in addition to like the rare cycle of dual lands, I'm assuming that we're going to have to have like some uncommon, maybe common duels. I wonder if we get like uncommon duels Maybe. that come into play tapped and have basic land types. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned this on on Twitter the other day. Uh, there was a poll about like uh, affinity, and mm-hmm. Brad was like, "Who here like affinity players who thinks affinity is too good?" I'm like, "It's not the spells; it's the fact that they have like tapped indestructible artifact lands." Yeah. Like this would be a great time for them to just make tap indestructible dual lands at common mm-hmm. and then ban the artifact lands. There you go. Right? Do you fix the affinity problem? You still get mm-hmm. to play your affinity cards, but it's not the best deck by a mile. Plus right. you get all of your weird, like, I need indestructible lands to ramp decks. Cleansing wildfire. Yeah. Perfect. We did yep. it. Yep. Uh, I, uh, My DMs are open, Mara. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that uh kicker should uh be good and like i think there's a number of kicker spells that are like right at that edge of being like constructed playable mm-hmm. so we'll probably see some of them in standard mm-hmm. at the very least yeah there was one that was just spoiled today that i think is pretty good i would be surprised if it didn't oh. see play oh yeah the Card- uh, new growth spiral yeah joint exploration is one in the blue yeah with kicker green for an instant. Uh, scry two, then draw a card. Mm-hmm. If this spell was kicked, you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah, so it's somewhere between like anticipate and I don't know, serum visions like on face value. It's uh, we literally have this card. We do? It's uh, yeah, uh, person sit- draw a card? yeah. Uh, well, well, it's as an instant for two mana. It's like a person sitting in a triangle. Uh, I forget what it's called, mm-hmm. but it's literally mm-hmm. just this card. Oh, okay. And then, and it saw some play, but it was like in a set around when um uh oh gosh. The what is the blue enchantment Thassa's whatever? Well, one this is Thassa's whatever, but 
as an instant. Oh, deliberate is what we had. Yeah. So there's deliberate. And then there's Thassa's the enchantment that comes in, scribe to draw a card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can't remember what they're called. Um, Like that card was playable for, for other mm-hmm. reasons. But the it's fact that like, so. yeah, but the fact you have a turn two play. But if you have to do something else in your turn two, you have a turn three, you have a three mana ramp spell. No, I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty solid anyway. It's a gross spiral that's also a scry too. Yeah, like so, when you want the land, you are gonna hopefully you're gonna probably find it with the scry too. Yeah. And when you don't want to put the land into play, when you just want to bottom the lands, uh, you don't pay the kicker cost and you get to do that. Right. Dig uh, for your gas. Yeah. But like again, that that flexibility, right? If I mean, you that's don't what ha- kicker's all about. Yeah, if you don't have your third land drop, you cast this and you dig for your third land drop. Mm-hmm. If you have three lands in hand, you cast this on three with kicker, scry lands to the bottom to hit like gas, put a land into play, and then cast your five drop. Mm-hmm. Um next up. Uh okay. Y- is stun counters? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say this one also feels a little weak, but you're like this one's a good idea. So no, I think this one is like I think this one like should have already existed. Not that it's necessarily a good idea. I think this is a better way of frost linksing something. It it gives you the flexibility to have something between frost links mm-hmm. and uh, claustrophobia. Yeah. Right, where claustrophobia is just like it's gone. Well, it's tapped for ever. Ever. Yeah. And Frostlink's where it's tapped for a turn. Right? Like, yeah. Like the, the reason I think this is better than just like having Frostlink's though is because it's like a physical counter. Mm-hmm. So you don't have like the same memory issues. Like if somebody takes a, like they start their turn with frost linksing something and then takes like a really long turn, like say they're playing elementals or something mm-hmm. and they're like frost links, trigger risen reef, whatever, like go off for 10 minutes and then pass the turn. Like you both might forget that that creature's frost linksed mm-hmm. and untap it or in three, tu- in like a turn, forget to untap it. Right. Right, like they frost links you, turn passes, and then they take their ten minute turn, and it passes you, and you're just like, I don't know, whatever, and you don't yeah. untap the thing because you're like, is, is this a turn? So I guess having well, I mean, a counter I guess, is good. I guess we could say like what what the thing actually does. Okay, we should. Um, so stun counters are a new type of counter that cards can get, kind of like we got ability counters with Ikoria, where something can have like a trample counter or a life link counter. Um, things can have a stun counter and some things it seems like will give more than one stun counter. So like you were saying, you get like a, some design space between claustrophobia and frost links where instead of being locked down forever or just one turn, you can have a something locked down for like three turns. Which um, there's actually a card I was looking for. Yeah. There Impede momentum. One of the blue sorcery tap a creature, put three stun counters on it. And then when you would go to untap that permanent, instead of untapping it, you would remove a stun counter. So, hmm, pretty straightforward. But, uh, uh, okay, so you can't even like, like, no, 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 I, my wheels were turning. It was like, well, what if you just like, untap the creature some other way but it's any instance of untap yeah so if you could untap it some other way you would remove a stun counter so like that's different than like a claustrophobia where like yes if you claustrophobia a creature with vigilance and then they untap it somehow then you just get beat down but here they have to like having an untap effect just eats through one counter correct so you are like a step further than than you were. Mm-hmm. You um, can also like 
ex-mage the counters away, I guess. Yeah. Or you can proliferate the counters. Ooh, yeah. Which, uh, something tells me that in the next uh, year, we'll be getting proliferate as a, as a mechanic. Hey, and maybe Phyrexian mana, too. Maybe. Well, we kind of have that in this set. Yeah. Well, um, we also have a card that hates on Phyrexian mana. Oh, we do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so the stun counters, I said, give them some flexibility. Uh, but, I mean, kind of like the... So, what is it? Uh, Ordeal of Heliod? No. No, what is... Heliod's Punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, this is similar to that. Yeah, but it doesn't make you have to like physically tap your creature. Right. Right. It's like, oh, untap, remove a counter as opposed to at the end of your end step, tap my creature with Heliod's yeah, punishment yeah. on it. Right. It's the same kind of thing where like Heliod's punishment was good enough to um to see some constructed play. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like Doomblade yeah. if the game only lasts three more turns. And like impede momentum is just the blue doom blade. If the game only, if the game only lasts three turns, yeah, yeah, or you know, only lasts like six turns, right? Yeah, like they they impede momentum your three drop and hit you for six, mm-hmm. and then you're and then you're dead before your three drop ever untaps. It's like okay, cool, yeah. I just killed it. The other cool thing about these stun counters is they can put this effect on things that aren't permanents, where like like you were mentioning in the past, like if you wanted to lock something down for multiple turns, it had to be on a permanent. Mm, yeah. Like you couldn't have an instant that said target creature doesn't untap for four turns. Cause that's, it's too hard to track in paper magic. Like, I mean, it'd be fine on arena. It's probably like an alchemy card already, but um, <laughs> you couldn't really do that in paper. And with stun counters, you can. Um, So those were all the like, uh named mechanics there is mm-hmm. like a secret extra mechanic well before we get into that okay um do you have any like i don't know themes or something you can draw from like these mechanics like we talked about like you know maybe with enlist and domain it might be an aggressive format but then like read ahead and kicker kind of aren't so, really aggressive mechanics. So, like, so, I feel like domain... It depends on the domain cards, right? Domain can yeah, split to be, like, yeah. aggressive or to be more of, like, a dirtly mechanic because the mechanic's not good until you have five land types, right? Yeah. But kicker is a mechanic that requires you to put a lot of mana into play. Mm-hmm. Um, domain can be, mm-hmm. right? And uh, read ahead, it's more like how how expensive are the sagas? Right. Right. Well, I mean, sagas have to have some sort of expense to them. Like, yeah. everything can't be whatever it is, Camusa's, whatever, where it's just a one drop with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, small effects. Small effects that just annihilate you? Yeah. Oh, this isn't that bad. It's like, oh, I got Raging Goblin and then a plus one, plus one counter <laughs> and then attacked with a a free 2-2 uh, two, two haste or on turn three. And that also, like, incidentally, randomly removes things from your graveyard. No, it, it exiles things that, deal, that take damage. Same difference, yeah. Same difference, yeah. Yeah, it's like, why do you do all these things for one mana? <laughs> Please explain. So, again, I don't know if it's projecting... But, like, I'm hoping that the combination of Domain and Kicker lead to a more uh, slow format. Because yeah. I don't feel like we've had a good one of those in a while. Yeah. But much like, um, what's it called? Um, streets. Streets, right? Like, if Impede Momentum is good, mm-hmm. uh, the format will not be a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Because if that card's good, that means you're going like, like two, three, four K 
counter a thing, impede momentum to your other thing, get in for a bunch. Yeah, lock your guys down. Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, my opponent had two impede momentums, the game ended. And you're like, oh, yeah. I totally understand. I, they went one, two, three, impede, impede, and then I just took 12 yeah. over the next two turns. And it's like, oh, okay. The, uh, like, comparing what we've seen, you know, obviously we haven't seen very many cards yet, and we've kind of only you know, just kind of been introduced to these mechanics. But for the most part, these mechanics aren't anything new. No. Like, read ahead is mostly the same thing as sagas with a little twist. Enlist is, I mean, it's kind of new, but it's kind of technology we also already had somewhere between, like, banding and exalted. Um, Kicker we already had. Stun counters we already had. We just didn't call them stun counters. Like, all of this stuff is old. And it's all very straightforward. Mm Mm-hmm compared to you know some of the mechanics we've had recently like ninjutsu and i don't know like i mean even things like shield counters felt like more complicated than this yeah uh which i had forgotten about shield counters until just now and like it's like oh hey here's another counter yeah yeah remember when we used to like oh gosh make fun of like random cards remember like was it oval chase dragster or something that was mm-hmm. like it gets a velocity counter yeah and if it gets two velocity counters it breaks right right we were like oh velocity counter is so dumb right <laughs> and now we've got like shield counters and stun counters and i'm sure we're gonna have counter counters and it's like ah it's just funny yeah. how like remove like, a counter counter from counter counterbalance to counter yeah and you're just like I, I i don't i don't need this but you're just like yep this is the mechanics it's fine yeah, they yeah. do. It's like almost three returning mechanics with like read ahead, like just being like some portion yeah. of the time that mechanic's not going to be there. Right. Right. They're just going to play their saga in one all three chapters. Mm-hmm. So like it's just not going to be like uh, a mechanic. Um, But I do like if this set is good, one thing that I can say that I was I think we talked about in the pre-show maybe is like. There's been this uh, desire to, like, power creep things and, like, find new mechanics and new design space for stuff. And it's like, no, 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 You have a really good game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just make, like, good sets that, like, kind of work together and don't mm-hmm. break things, like, your game is really good. People yeah. have been playing it when it was, like, rock fighting with creatures that you couldn't print at common at rare. Yeah. And, like got addicted to it and spent tons of money on it right like you don't need to have like three flashy new mechanics right every single set like sometimes you can just be like you know what i'm gonna dance with who brung me these are all good Mm -hmm. now secret mechanic secret mechanic it's not keyworded but there's a cycle of cards that kind of let you pay Phyrexian mana. So for the uninitiated or, or, you know, those under the age of 35 or whatever, (laughs) um, uh, Phyrexian mana was a, a a mechanic that let you pay two or a colored mana for an effect. So the the Gitaxian probe was a Phyrexian blue, sorry, two life, uh, Phyrexian blue mana. So you could pay blue for it, or you could pay two life to cast it. Right. Right. So much like Tamio, we have uh, a Johnny Mm -hmm. who got completed, who has the hybrid Phyrexian mana. Mm -hmm. So he has a hybrid green-white Phyrexian. So you could pay green or white or two life for for him. But then you have the, I think it's the Defiler. Yeah, um, there's a cycle of defilers. Yeah. And so these all have some color-specific thing that impacts when you cast permanent. So Defiler mm-hmm. of Vigor is a creature. It's, you know, a classic uh, post-fire creature. It's three green-green for a trample 6-6. Six, six. Mm-hmm. You know, just Elder Gargaroth numbers. Right. Um, as an additional cost to cast a green permanent spell, you may pay two life. Those spells cost G less to cast if you pay life this way. This effect reduces the amount of green mana, only reduces the amount of green mana you pay. 
So if you play this and you want to play a Land of War Elf, mm-hmm. you can just two pay life. two life and play an Atlanta War Elf. And yep. then whenever you cast a green permanent spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so you defiler on turn five and you have a gilded, uh, uh, a golden goose or an elf and you're just like, I'll pay two life, put counters on all my stuff. Yep. Um, I think the white one makes angels when you cast the blue a one permit. draws a card, right? It makes uh, a 1-1 one, one soldier. The white okay, one does. 1-1 one, one soldier, okay. Um, I don't know if we've seen the red one. I don't think we have. But, so, it's not like a keyworded mechanic, but it is kind of a mechanic. Yeah. Where they're like... uh, Noteworthy, though, it only... You can only pay two life once. Per card, right? Right. So, like, if there's a green, green, green spell, you still have to pay two green. Yeah. You You can't pay six life and cast it. Right. And that's different from the Phyrexian mana cards. Yeah, if you, like... Uh, Dismember was mm-hmm. one Phyrexian black, Phyrexian black. Yeah. So you could just go, you could pay one mana and four life to cast it. Or you could yeah. pay one in the black and two life. Do you think the, uh, I mean, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but like Phyrexian mana is just broken. And I yes. think everybody agrees that. Do you think it would have been any. Obviously, it's still going to be powerful, but do you think it would have been any better if they had it like tied to your land types? Like you could only cast Mental Misstep if you controlled an island, or you could only cast Mutagenic Growth if you controlled a forest, or at least like you wouldn't run into the problem of people playing them like an off-color deck. Them being all colorless. Yeah, like the reason people play. Um... Oh shoot! The one Dismember? that you just said. Dismember, yeah. The reason why people play Dismember is because you can kill stuff in mono blue or mono white or green white or whatever. Tron. Decks that, yeah, Tron. Decks that don't have removal, you can still cast Dismember. Um, it probably would have helped, but it probably would have done the thing where like you would have homogenized around the best. Uh, the best for Mm-hmm. And like, not. Not that it wouldn't have just been you play a bunch of islands, which is what we do anyway. Yeah. Right? You know, like, well, I can play islands and ment- and mentally me- mental misstep things and play Gitaxium Probe, or I can yeah. not. And it's like, well, right. clearly I want to. I think that, like, the big thing is all, this, all the Phyrexian mana spells are costed as if they weren't Phyrexian mana. Right. Or pretty close to it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Grasp of Darkness is neg four, neg four for BB, and like, unironically saw play. Yeah, dismembers one for XCMB for XCMB for basically the same thing. Neg five, neg five, neg five, neg but five. Like, yeah, Gitaxian Probe is just peak. Peak, yeah. Which is a blue. Yep. Um, mutagenic growth isn't quite giant growth, but it's close, close. enough, and yeah. like we don't get giant growth a lot. Right. Right. Like there's a lot of like in this set, there's a green for a plus two plus two. It has kicker into something else, but at its base, yeah. it's, it's mutagenic growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, gut shot is, is a uh, spike fuel hazard, which sees play. Now it doesn't stack up the lightning bolt. Like it would never see play if it didn't have. Phyrexian uh, mana. Phyrexian mana, but you know, it's, not in imbe- it like we've printed cards lava dart we've printed cards mm-hmm. that have that same exact yep. text for that same mana cost so i mean i've registered gut shot before yeah i think so have i yep. right so like you know like if you think about like apostles blessing like apostles blessing is the one in that cycle that's like the least played because it has but one. i mean it's still soft play yeah but it's one in a phyrexian like if right. Apostle's Blessing was just Phyrexian, White. right? Yeah. Like if it was just God's Willing or yep. pretty close to God's Willing, but with like Phyrexian mana, like that would be like, it'd be a four of in, in uh, Infect, mm-hmm. right? It would just be like, oh, I, I just play this every time. Yep. So 
Like, I think if they would have added a mana to them, like, you know, like, you get to a weird spot. If you add a mana, maybe they're not playable at all. Well, I mean, peak for two mana isn't playable. Yeah. Peak for mana and two life isn't playable. But, like, if you add a mana, they're not playable. I don't think there's a way to fix it. But yeah. maybe... Well, I mean, that's kind of why I was thinking yeah. tying them to, like, basic land types or something. Yeah. But then they would just be broken now when we had triumphs, and you would just True. like, yeah. you would just fac, uh, fetch like Xander's Lounge, <laughs> and then mental misstep your opponent, and then proceed to play Jund. <laughs> or play your Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I I, I was not chromatic expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Get Chromatic Lantern, nerd. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Chromatic Lantern, turn on my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, ah. Got him. Got him. You got to count on the lantern, man, or I just get to cast all my spells. Yeah. Um, so this is like a safer Phyrexian mana. Mm-hmm. Like where they like want to give you the feel of having Phyrexian mana. But like, hey, you yeah. have to have this like big, dumb permanent stay on the battlefield. Yeah, so far, they've all been like five drops, right? So you have to like, yeah. get to turn five and then take your fifth turn off to play this thing, and, and then you like, get a discount. And it's uh, the. And they're different from a lot of modern five drops in that, like, you are not just instantly paid off when it resolves. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Unless you have a bunch of one drops to play for free. Yeah. But, like, it's the like you gotta play it and then you have to like make it through a turn cycle. Yeah. And then you get your payoff. Yep. But that payoff, like, if you have a bunch like if you have like two two drops and a three drop in your hand, right? Like the next turn you just get set uh like seven mana mm-hmm. uh worth of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like we've seen that like cheating on mana is always powerful. Yep. But, like, you've got to get the five. He's got to stay on the battlefield. So, hopefully, it, it seems like it is fixed enough. Yeah, I think they're pretty safe. Yeah. So, I think that's all the mechanics, right? Well, there was one more kind of sneaky mechanic. What's the other sneaky um, mechanic? It wasn't in the mechanics article, but, like you said earlier, the uh, set file, or the release notes, I guess. Mm-hmm kind of got leaked for a very short period of time, but it was long enough for people to save them to the internet forever. So they exist. And in the, um, in the set notes, they list another new mechanic that is not in the, uh, mechanics article. Um, since I wrote this, um, a card that uses this mechanic has been spoiled. We don't know if it's on more than one card or not, but we have a new game object. We Yay. have uh, Power Stone Shards. So the new Karn makes Power Stone Shards. They're a new kind of artifact token, and they can be tapped for colorless mana, but you can only use that mana to cast... Um, or you cannot use that mana to cast non-artifact spells. So they're, they're not Power Stone Shards, they're Power Stones. Yes. Pa- yeah, Power Stone Tokens, sorry. Yeah. Did I say Shards? You said Shards. So power. Oh, so we were talking about this in the pre-show. How it doesn't make any sense that uh, a full-on power stone makes one mana that is um, uh, restricted to uh, a certain like type of spell. Where no. in Dominaria we had power stone shards that cost three mana and tapped for one mana. But if you had two of them, they each tapped for two. If you had three, yep. they each tapped for three, and so. Why is it that the whole power stone only taps for one, but three pieces taps for three each? Right. I I call shenanigans. So there is <laughs> Doesn't a no- make any sense. So in the release notes, they actually refer to power stone tokens as a new mechanic. Yeah. Which is funny. Um there is another card that uses them. It's called uh mana rig. Mana rig. Uh it's a legendary it's like artifact. Mana card? Uh, I don't think, but it's hard to tell. 
Uh, whatever you cast, no, it must it must be a it must be a, a commander card because whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a tap power stone. Yeah, and then you can pay XXX and tap it and look at the top X cards of your library. Put two of them in your hand and the rest on the bottom in a random mm-hmm. order. Uh, but that is another card that is using. Uh, uh, using the power stone mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, as we've seen recently, game objects are good. Yeah. Right? Like, game objects just have an intrinsic value more so than you would think. Yep. Like, treasures, food, clues, blood. Yeah. You know, even if, like, you don't care about the sack, gain three life on the food. The fact that it is there in an artifact, like yep. spawn like something. an entire artif- uh, ar- uh, archetype in modern with Urza. Yep. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So the fact that they exist is good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is similar to, remember Ethereum cells? Well, Ethereum cells were just treasure. Yeah, they were just treasures before treasures. Yeah. But, like, this is in that same vein, a planeswalker that makes yeah. uh, a, a yeah. itty-bitty thing. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, like, hopefully it's not broken. I don't think it will be in standard. I think it should be fine. And well, like, so after we're on Dominaria here, we're going to Brothers War. Mm-hmm. And... Brothers War was fought. I mean, this is like, you know, talking lore, not necessarily like game mechanics or whatever, but the Brothers War was fought over like Thran artifacts. Mm-hmm. And the Thran were like an ancient Dominaria civilization that ran on Power Stones. Like, Power Stones were their batteries. So I wouldn't be surprised if Power Stones were a thing in Brothers War. Okay. Yeah. Where, like, you use Power Stones to do something. Yeah, crew. You power can, stones are the new food, or like crew vehicles with power stones. That you know. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, your what, giant whatever. Mech suits run on power stones. Sacrifice a power stone to turn your mech suit on. Sacrifice a power stone, and crew three. Turn on yeah. Urza's Voltron. <laughs> yeah. Sacrifice power. Yeah, sacrifice power stone. Uh, crew three. Turn on Mishra's Megazord. <laughs> yep. There you go. So Mishra's Megazord. I like it. Hey man. Power Rangers was awesome back in the day. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. Uh yeah. So I think that's all the mechanics, right? That's like everything and our hidden mechanics. Yeah, I mean that's all the mechanics and then some. Yeah. So uh, this, I guess, when you're listening to the podcast, I think that uh, previews is over, right? So, oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, they might be over this week. I think they're over Thursday. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they're over as you're listening to this right now. Yeah. So, because I mean, we're already 152 out of 210 dom- or 281 Dominator United cards. Could very well be. So we're like halfway through already. Yeah. So, yeah. So you get to look forward to us on Monday, talking about the cool cards. Hopefully, I'm trying to look it up to see if that's right. Man, I'm gonna have a busy weekend if that's right. <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta you gotta run a tournament. Yeah. And you need and to make slides. Get Patreon stuff sent out and make a card file and decide yeah. what cards we're going to talk about. And I'll, I'll, I'll help with that. I'll help with the deciding what cards. That's the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you do all the hard work. Well, hey, I mean, we're starting to wrap the show up here. We can throw it to our listeners. If you guys got any cards that you want to hear about, get at us. Yeah. Um, all the social media links are in the description, Twitter, Facebook, email, Discord. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what cards you want to hear about. Yeah. Make my job easier. Save me some work this weekend. Please. All right. So with all that, I think we have a show. We have a show. I thought we were going to miss that for a second. That's a little worse. <laughs> uh, 
like like uh, James said, if you have any um, card ideas, hit us up. Uh, we always look at them uh, when yeah. people send them, and we usually include them. Absolutely. So. I try to like get in your head, too, if there's something specific that like you want a specific instance of this card talked about like in a certain context or whatever. We try and talk about that a little bit, too, yeah. if we can. So. Um, yeah. If you guys want to support the show, there's two ways you can do that. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. And the second is directly patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in, you get access to our show notes, you get access to our pre-show, and you get put on my mailing list. So if you appreciate the work we do, we would appreciate it if you showed us. Yeah. All right. And with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>